0: Hey, what's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of BTV, the podcast where I interview content creators and all kinds of creators, whether it be art streaming or music or anything content creation related. Today, we have one of the people that I've been looking forward to having on uh, since I met him over here on Glimish, and it is MG Live, so I'm going to give the floor to him and he's going to introduce himself and tell you guys a little bit about him.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There I am. MG, you'll have. Oh, like, so, like I said, you know, streamer, or oh, not streamer, content creator for 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. That's a lot. Um, Mike, that's a century, actually. I just realized. Wow. Well, a that decade, literally... actually. Oh, decade. Yeah. Jeez. Century would yeah. be 100. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Imagine that. Literally, if I had content creation for 100 years, trust me, I wouldn't... I'd be spawned and I'd be like a skeleton because. Sometimes it can literally you know, work yourself down sometimes. Like I said, you know, I've been streaming for 10 years. I've been all over the place. YouTube, Twitch, Glemish, Mixer, D-Lab, Facebook. I've seen it all. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere.
0: So speaking of that, what got you interested in content creation? Because everybody starts off differently. Everybody, for me personally... Yeah just a little bit of background on me i got into it when i was 10 years old i had a shower bench that i used to shower with i used to sit on it during the shower because i had a lot of surgeries and stuff like that so um i've had about under a dozen surgeries and uh um you know because i didn't want to you know hurt myself while i was in the shower i had a shower bench and i would stick my laptop on the shower bench and Point the webcam towards the TV. That was before I had a capture card, before I had anything. Um, so I was starting off with nothing. So, so how did that's where, that's, that's where everyone starts? Yeah, starts with
1: nothing, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So how did you get your
0: uh, start in content creation?
1: Well, like I said, I've always been a gamer, and I've always loved watching content and we're talking possibly between 2008 and nine. um that's where i was studying media doing media studies um you know like said tv and radio broadcasts and at the time i was watching a ton of youtube especially gaming content um and i thought you know what what i've learned from my media studies could i implement that into some kind of content creation um so I did give it a try on YouTube for the first few months. Um, yeah, I think when you first start doing content creating, it's not the best, let's be honest, it's not your best um, content. You know, you're a bit rusty, um, you might do some mistakes, but I thought, you know what, let's let's give it a try. And I did that, I enjoyed it, um, but I, th- I thought, you know what, this could be better. But what I'm gonna do is die down a little bit and literally I'm just gonna concentrate on my media studders and and then two thousand and ten, um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to really give this a try. So I created a YouTube channel called Multi Game Freaks. Mm. Yes, Multi Game Freaks. And I think the first few years it was just it was just normal gameplay, you know, like you get your cob gameplays, your single play campaigns. Um, and I thought, Do you know what, I like this, you know. And I think some of my favorite YouTube channels was the Oddcast you know I think that's what got me into content creation um you know i think they really influenced me um to actually start doing content creation and especially doing sort of minecraft content um but for me i think the first few years really enjoyed it because back then it was just for fun right i think that's i mean we can talk about this later on but many people always said you know what well, i'm in it for the views i'm in it for the money but for me it was all about having fun and showcasing your content to your friends you know because that's normally what you do content at right at the beginning you you send your links to your friends you know and and they comment and say well done I, I enjoyed that you know and then it progresses into something more and um, exactly I I would, yeah you know, and i think that's the reason why I got into content creation, because I did media studies, and then, of course, I watched a lot of YouTube um, videos. Right. I think, I think
0: you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, most people just, you know, start getting into it for fun, and that's kind of how I was. I was watching LEA and some of the guys, T-Martin, and yeah. they're, st- they're still around. Um, you know, a lot of the Call of Duty YouTubers is what I grew up watching. And, uh, it definitely was something for me. Like I didn't know the technology. I didn't know they were taking like a little capture device and plugging an HDMI cable in and, and recording (laughs) their Xbox. I had no idea about the technology. I had no idea about editing. I had nothing. So I kind of learned as I went along and I was always the person that was a hands-on learner. Like I have to know how to do it. And so I started doing it, but I didn't start, taking it seriously i had multiple youtube channel names over the years i believe my first youtube channel name was the optimist prime 122 and Ooh, like you that. know that was my first channel name and it was random videos it wasn't gaming content it was just random content that i was just spewing out there because i didn't know uh at the time i didn't know what made good content and what didn't mm-hmm. and, and all that and then fast forward to 2018. Um, so, like, years later, uh, you know, fast forward to that, and that's when I started RCW, um, which is the wrestling promotion, the wrestling type of content, uh, that I have out on my channel, um, on the YouTubes, and this is pretty much primarily what I do on Glimish, uh, you know, and stuff like that, and, that was originally only going to last two seasons. Fast forward a couple of years later, and we're at 12, 13 now. So, wow. you know, that's. And I think part of that is because of the fact that I took advantage of the tools that a game had given me. Uh, last episode, we had Fight Mike's, uh, a fellow content creator that does wrestling, and we talked about the creation tools that you have. You have a hundred cost slots, which is a hundred creator wrestlers. You have a thousand image slots where you, you, have an image uploader where you can upload your own images to the game. You have all these kinds of different tools and, and plus the most important tool, your mind, your, your head. Yeah. Um, you know, you got, you got all these different tools to utilize it. Um, and, I just applied real life uh inspirations uh to, to these characters known as the Outlaw family, and I just happened to and then eventually it got to a point where I started doing my own promos and started doing um, you know, unscripted promos. So where I would just go on Audacity and then as soon as I would create the voice, I figured out how I wanted to talk, because I didn't want it to sound like me. But yeah. I still wanted it to be me, but not sound like me. So I had to develop a voice. So he just talks really lower, and this is how he talks, and then, <laughs> you know, and that's how I would do it. Was that was that way, and that's how I got into it. Um, you know, so
1: I wanted like to say on that though, all that hard, all that work you put in, all those tools makes your content unique,
0: right? It's, exactly. It's
1: you know, like. That's what people need to realize. There's tools out there. There's techniques out there to make your content different. Like your channel, your YouTube channel, your Twitch, your Glemish. think of it as being like a sweet shop. You know, you go past the window. The first thing you'll see is something unique. What's that? I want to try that. I've never had that before. I want to get that. That's what you're going to think of. Like, make your channel like a sweet shop. Right. And I do love sweets, but that's what I think you've got to... Try to base your content around you know like it's got to be different it's got to be unique and like i said your yours is unique and that's that's what's important you know like you don't want to be exact same as many of the thousands of content creators out there because right it, you're just gonna be lost in the crowd that and
0: wrestling within itself is already a niche community it's not like yeah. fortnite or call of duty that's uh established and uh, flight mics and i had talked about that on The previous episode, which you can catch all the episodes here on Glimish Live as well on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. And um, YouTube as well. My YouTube channel, too, also has another version. So you have three different ways that you can listen or watch the podcast here. And um, yeah, I I was saying to Fight Mike's that it's a very, very niche community. It's not something that is, um, you know, anything like... Um, any other uh, game. I- I- I've never seen any other game, with the exception of NBA, uh, mm. that allows you to make players, allows you to uh, make your own arenas uh, too as well. You can do expansion teams, uh, what's called My League, which is like a franchise mode. You can yeah. create a whole entire team and everything. But in terms of a sports genre, those are the only two games that I know of that even allow you to do that. And think of how many sports games that are out there. You know, like FIFA, hockey. Even hockey doesn't even allow you to do that really, no, uh, yeah, no, no, as much. Not as, not as much as. Uh, I mean, it does have customization tools, but nowhere near, not to that uh, that extent. Yeah, right. Nowhere near to the extent of WWE 2K. And I think that's. I think a lot of people like, don't understand that is you know because a lot of people they'll be so quick to say oh universe mode's boring and i'll ask them okay did you use all the tools that the game gave you like i'll say that and they'll most likely they won't say anything so that's a solid no and you know then you know i'll be like okay take inspiration from your real life start taking inspiration from other things like you Sometimes you have to go beyond the game. The game can only give you so much. That's not to say that WWE 2K is perfect, or this game's perfect, or Battlefield's perfect, or this is perfect, okay, or this perfect. is perfect, or whatever. Nothing is. Nothing is perfect, but if you don't have that creative mind, or if you don't think to make a game fun for yourself, then it's not going to be fun. Yes, there are games that are just bad. I'm not saying that there isn't. Um, but if a game gives you those tools and you don't take advantage of them, that's kind of a you problem, not the game's problem. Now, that's not to say that WWE can't improve on a lot of things. I I have a bunch of wish list videos where I could we could go this whole entire podcast if we wanted to and talk about that the whole <laughs> inti- entire time about how to improve stuff. But that's that's. <laughs> the bottom line is like you have to you know i think you hit the nail on the head when you said you you have to make your content unique to you like you can't just yeah. be a cop-out or a copycat to someone else like you have to be mg live or you have to be the botch tv you have to ha- establish a brand for yourself
1: you know because i used to watch like on mixer loads of wrestling because i think the wrestling community on mixer was really good like some oh, really yeah. good content creators but the ones that are always complaining oh like i'm not i'm getting nowhere with my wrestling content but all they're doing is just playing the game that's all they're doing like you've got to be different you know like right i see so many streamers and content creators complain but like i said use the tools you know right the tools exactly. are there to help you create some different types of content Right. Use it. Use it, guys. Right, exactly. Like, there's. You can
0: upload your own images to the game. So, you can literally make your own ring mat, ring ring arena, or everything. Make your own characters. Make your own titles. If you want to add, like, what I do is I do promos with text boxes for the characters that don't talk. So, I have to add the crowd noise in. I have to do this, do this, do this, do this. Yes, it's extra work, but it makes it different
1: than the next guy. And that's the whole point. And you, that hard work, you literally you reap the rewards end of the day, you know? Like, right, exactly. Gonna, yeah, that's it.
0: Exactly. Now I read your Glimmish profile and it said that you've been involved in gaming development and testing games and all of that stuff. So what was that like and how has that influenced you as a content creator through the 10 years that you've, um, ben in content creation do you think that ah. some of those things uh, do you think that some of those things kind of like you mentioned earlier the mm-hmm. studies that you mentioned in school the studies that you had in school uh, yeah you know how that applied how can you apply that to what you're doing as far as content creation so did that any did any of that like overlap for you in terms of like gaming development did you transfer that? into what you're doing now
1: on Glimmish and YouTube and all the other platforms that you've been on? Well, um, well first thing, game development. Um, like I said, it was via VMC. And they used to get um, invites from, you know, big game companies. Like I said, I tested Halo 5, Watch Dogs 2, Forza Horizon 4, For Honor, Ghost Recon, Division 1 and 2, and so on. And... Um, People think game testing is just sitting there playing games. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> you just don't sit there playing games, you know? you There's so much writing going on. Like, you're writing, there's forms to fill out. You, um, you know, you're literally behind the scenes, you know, seeing the game progress, seeing the game get into a stage where, where we see it today, you know, and when games are released. Um, like I said, what I've learned in... Game development and testing um, helped me because back in the day on YouTube, I used to review games and I knew what went into gaming development since I I did the testing, you know, and it helped me to review games because end of the day, I think a lot of content creators out there or, or even the, you know, normal gamers don't understand the amount of work that goes into making these games. And and we've had stars, haven't we, um, you know, over the years about game developers literally leaving the jobs, you know, getting depressed, overworked. Um But what, I'll, I'll say I implemented the knowledge into my gaming content with the reviews. Really. Um, but I think it's been a great journey. I mean, I got paid for it. You know, you don't, you don't wait for free, of course. So I got That's paid a plus. for it. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> um, And I always get the question, like, how do you get into game testing? I think I would highly say, like, recommend is make sure you want to type, you want to write. Because if you don't want to do that, you're not a game tester. People just think it's just, you know. But I would highly recommend anyone, if you want to get into game development, you know. um, uh, I'm on Discord, you know, send me a DM. And I'll send you you know the right way guys But i'll say that's what really helped me in my content was the knowledge the amount of work that goes into developing games
0: yeah because i've noticed um i don't know if you feel this way too and this is not to throw any type of gaming journalist type of company under the bus or anything but mm. a lot of those people i feel aren't like real gamers because they're just people that play a game for an hour and it's like they base the review off of the hour that they played or off of the 45 minutes that they played and it's like you have to play a little bit more than that with some games like minecraft you can probably get away with it because minecraft there's not much to do in minecraft there's not much to it but like a like an adventure game or You know, something that has a little bit more to it, like, you can't just play it for an hour and expect to get everything, like, the meat and potatoes and the dessert right out of it. Like, you have to get, like... You have to play a few hours, like, not just an hour, and then
1: totally base your gaming experience off of that. Um, Like I said, I used to review games, and I used to have my own website, and then we used to get review cards. And um, normally they would say okay, you've got to play so many hours of this. So that's what, the, that's what the contact... That's what the main contactor contacts you and say, right, we want you to play up to this level or maybe there's so many hours. And for me, I always... Even though they say, okay, do two hours, I always do that extra two or three hours.
0: Right. There's
1: some games that I literally completed. Um, but some games, it's... I mean, for instance, an RPG, you're not going to finish that. Um, You know, that's literally impossible because sometimes... You might actually get a review code. It could be literally a day before the game is released. Um, yep. So you're not going to be able to finish an RPG. But I think if you want to really get what the game is all about, you're going to need, I'll say, four, five, six hours. Which Some, some of these reviewers, I know, like they don't really play much. Right. <laughs> Maybe even probably a half an hour, some of them. Um, but I know what you're getting out there, you know, like... I mean, I'm not going to name names or websites, but you can just tell that they haven't really played the game much. Right. And I mean, it, it's it's a different
0: experience for everybody. Some people can play a couple hours of a game and get the gist of it, but it also depends on the game. Um yeah. You know, like if it's a Madden or WWE, like mm. WWE on the surface. If you don't use the image uploader, if you don't use all those tools, if you just play it for a wrestling game, it's literally a wrestling simulation game. Yeah. But to content creators that make universe mode, that use those tools, it's a totally different, their mind and the way that they think about the game and the game's features and the game's tools is totally different because they're not just sitting there thinking about it as a casual wrestling fan playing the game. Like, you know, they think about it as, okay, what tools can I use to make content out of it? And that's why I kind of trust their opinions more than just the casual player, because you have the casual player, you have the hardcore fan, or you have, your, you know, your content creators, people that make content on the game. And I'd rather, you know, trust the people like the Dank Ops and Brandon Does Everything and um, Simply Better AM, to name a few, the guys that have been doing wrestling content for a long time and I'd rather trust their opinions because they're the ones that are making content on the game that have, that for hours for hours and they're the mm-hmm. ones that do it full time so that's totally different than you know just a casual wrestling fan that's just sitting there playing a wrestling match for a little bit with his friends and that's not to before anybody, you know, attacks me or whatever, that's not to bash casual players. I think every player has their place in a gaming community. But that's but that's just my opinion on it when people are like, oh, this is crap or this is crap or this is crap or this is crap or, is crap, or whatever. It's like, you can have your opinion, but the question is, like, what opinion is going to be more valuable remains subjective. And to me, that... Having that opinion of content creators, those people that are going to make do the stuff that I do. Like, mm. th- that's why when I review stuff or when I do wish lists, I think of it in that way. And I put a disclaimer in the video like, this is how I'm going to grade it or this is how I'm going to think of it. Like, I'm not thinking of this as a casual player that's just putting on a wrestling game just to play it. I'm thinking of it as somebody who wants to make their own wrestling promotion, who wants their own championships, who wants their own wrestling show. That's how I'm going to think of it. And, and to your
1: viewers, can I just say something, guys? You've got to check out his content. I mean, <laughs> I me, mean, it's some of the best wrestling content I've seen, especially from WWE games. I, it's different and it's something that I've never seen before so you know just check it out guys it's wow the amount of work he puts in like he deserves I mean he deserves the likes he deserves the subs you know um yeah
0: well thanks man thanks for uh boosting my
1: ego even further but <laughs> <laughs> no man you deserve it man you, you you deserve it you know like I've over the years I've seen so many content creators put so much work into it but just don't get the credit you know and it is upsetting. It yeah. is really upsetting because literally you put that amount of work into it and then you're not getting the credit. And literally could affect your mental health thinking, I'm putting all this work into it, but I'm not getting no credit. I'm getting no reward. Do whatever, just- whatever that reward away? is. Well, I think for me, rewards for me, is about making people smile, making people you know, I mean, they might have had an odd day at work. You know, if they come home, and watch your content, you made them smile, you made them even better for themselves. You know, I think that's what right. for me content should be all about. You know,
0: right, exactly. For me, the most rewarding thing is when you, is when you know you've been in my position where you've met wrestlers. Um, I've met the Butcher and the Blade twice. Wow, wow. Um, I've met Ali twice. Um, I've met chris jericho one time um yeah. i got to talk to him which was awesome i met mick foley um oh what I, a legend uh, yeah um i met jerry the king luller i met him i met Dar- darby allen i um, from aew i've met sammy guevara from aew i've met santana and ortiz orange cassidy chris statlander um who else did i who else did i meet uh trying to think who else who else who else who else i know i met other more people um i've i had diana perrazzo um from impact sign something for me and speaking of which going to bound for glory that's going to be a fun time um in a few weeks actually it's going to be awesome i'm excited to do that um I've talked to Rosemary from Impact, uh, Cody Deaner from Impact, um, you know, and it's honestly, people ask, how do you get these opportunities? Of course, I have to have the money to go and meet these people. But also, I'm a fan, and when people, that's the thing, people in a field that you want to get into, or regardless mm. of what it is, is, they, yeah. they see they see the passion within you. They know that they know that you are passionate about what you, um, about what you do. And they know that you're not that average fan. I met sting. Um, Oh, wow. I met him too. And just to hear him say, well, um, it's nice of you to go back and watch the things before your time, because I would go back and I would watch, you know him at Starcade '97. I was born in '99, yeah. so that was before my time. And I would go back and I would watch, you know, those things. And he's like, the fact that you even do that shows that you are a true fan because you'll go back and watch stuff that that you're too young to remember or you weren't even alive um, to to remember these things. But I, was, y-
1: I respect that though. Like, not a passion that. that determination to make something out of it like i think that's for people that that's that's a lot of for me respect because wow like you don't get really many content creators or people that are passionate about something put that amount of effort you know like you've met mm-hmm. your favorite superstars you've met your heroes you know you've talked to them like you're actually going out there you know trying to make something out of it and i think you know gg for that man like you know, I us. did meet uh, I did meet Kevin Owens, too.
0: I met him, too. Um, so that was that was fun. I still got the video of it, too. Um, oh, wow. Of the video chat him and I had. Um, and I met, you know, uh, Fred Tadashore, who is a voice actor, the voice actor of Nikolai from Call of Duty Black Ops Zombies. Oh, hi- wow. I met him. I met Steve Bloom, who is the voice actor of Tank Dempsey from Black Ops Zombies. Um, he was also in Transformers. Uh, Gurren Lagann and a bunch of other animes from the 90s. Cowboy Bebop, he was uh, Spike um, from from that. And I met uh, Michelle Ruff, who voiced Yoko from Gurren Lagann, one of my favorite female protagonists ever in anime. I met, uh, or I didn't meet, I want to, so bad. so. Uh, So bad sheremy uh, lee i actually do have a signed um autograph from sheremy lee the voice actress of v a uh, female v from cyberpunk 2077 um, nice. as well as the voice actress of lucy from fairy tale and the voice actress of the imagined uh fortnight character uh from uh i believe a season ago a season or two ago yeah, uh, yeah. so yeah you know it, it comes right back there with the passion and just the drive to do something. And speaking of passion, obviously you've been in content creation for a decade. Um, yeah. And a lot of people don't understand. You mentioned mental health and the taxing that it can have on your mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and for people who do it consistently on a uh, on a on a daily basis, and they either do it. They either stream three times a week or stream three times a week, but also on their off days when they're not live, they're making videos, they're posting TikToks, they're doing whatever. Um, and oftentimes, there's a little word that we like to call burnout that can happen where yeah. you you just don't want to do it anymore or you just don't have the ideas and you need that long break or whatever. Has this ever happened to you in your 10 years of content creation? And is there anything that you have uh, in terms of advice that you can give to people who want to get into content creation to make the make burnout happen less often?
1: Yeah, well, like I said, I've been content creation 10 years. Um, but recently, I did have a burnout. Um, but three months ago, I literally stopped streaming. Um, for about two months. Um, wow. Yeah. It's a while. You know I mean? Well, like I said, I, I needed that break. Because I used to go live like five days a week. And sometimes seven days a week while working as well. And it wow. literally got too much. And and literally like, I used to come home from work, you know. And get something to eat, get a shower. And literally go live. I literally went live. Like wow. Straight away. And it got too much. And I think, for me, if you don't want to get burnt out, I would say, like, you don't want breaks constantly, because literally, like, I've heard stories of people having breaks, come back, and literally they've got to start from the beginning again. I don't want to see that for any other content creator. I would say, I recommend, maybe literally having three days a week, mm-hmm. and maybe once, let me do a little stream on the weekend, but and this is this is this is huge. Um, times, you know, mm-hmm. um, a, a schedule. I would say, would you get rid of schedules? For me, I would. But literally, that's another pressure because I used to get home from work and saying, "Oh crap, I've got to literally go live literally within an hour. I've got to do this and do that." That puts a lot of mental strength on yep. top saying, okay, am I going to maybe to make this stream? I'm going to... I will. I will make this stream, but it's too much. So I would say get rid of um, schedules. Mm-hmm. You don't need them. I don't think you need schedules. Um, end of the day, if you go live, people will get notifications, maybe on Twitter, Discord, and even if you're on Twitch or wherever, you'll get a notification on your Twitch app. I don't, right. think, it ne- I don't think it's needed. And... Another, I think, what's important is the content that you're making. Mm-hmm. I think you, you, I see some streamers, that should doing the exact same thing for seven days a week, exact mm-hmm. same thing seven days a week. You know, like it's like watching, um, I know some kind of TV program. Imagine watching that every single day, unless you really like it like you know that's that's yeah, another yeah. thing but yeah yeah i get i get, that, I but get if... your point though but, but in terms of content creation i think sometimes it's important maybe just have a little okay, okay. what well, if you, like, you do your main content maybe monday wednesday and friday and maybe on there uh, between a tuesday and a thursday and I, I did say maybe stream like three days a week if mm-hmm. you want to stream five days a week in two of those days, do something different. Do something fun. Maybe little party games, you know? Right. And I think, cause, like I said, I used to be a, well, I am sort of like a Battlefield streamer. I stream a lot of Battlefield, and I used to do that Have six, seven days a week. I love Battlefield, but there's only so much you can actually enjoy that, making content. Right. You
0: know? I, think, I think for me, uh, for the wrestling, is that with the way that I do it, anyway, um, you know, with creating the stories of these characters, taking these characters that have absolutely nothing other than a name, and yeah. making and making their stories, and constantly thinking of stuff that's different. Like even though I have Rise RCW Rise on Mondays, RCW uh, the regular show on Wednesdays, RCW Dusk on Fridays, each show is different in its own way, and that's it. and. Mm. I think, I think for me, it's having two pay-per-views a season with 20 episodes a season and having that schedule. And even then I took a week off from streaming this week. I I didn't really stream this week, but I recorded stuff, Um, you know, and to me, that's a little bit different than, you know, uh, just worrying about streaming because I didn't have a card prepared. I didn't have, I didn't have Uh, a, a, a card prepared. So I was like, nope, not streaming this week take some time, record some stuff, and even and even then like I take after let's say the 10th episode, it's like a mid-season finale, which is the first pay-per-view of a season. And yeah. and then I take a week break from RCW. I don't do anything. That doesn't mean I don't stream at all. That just means I don't stream that particular content for a week so that I can so that people that haven't watched it can catch up on my YouTube channel. They can catch up like It's almost like Netflix. They can catch up on stuff and be done and be ready, um, you know, for the next episode. Um, But even then, I really just think it's branching out to other games, like using other games to expand the wrestling universe, like with my WNBA.
1: Yeah, 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 that's what I'm going to say. Like you use, you know, you have basketball. You've even done um, Cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, I mean... (laughs) Wow like the amount of ideas you've got in that brain like yeah. I'm, I'm so proud the scientists not out there right now thinking do not we want that botch's brain we need his <laughs> brain <laughs> yep and it's weird because the cyberpunk
0: idea actually just came out of nowhere really um originally I was just gonna do it with my voice where Brian outlaw talks yeah but then I saw this video that somebody did where they took all of the lines from the game. ...and put it into a video. And I was like... ...MP3 convert that.
1: <laughs>
0: MP3 convert it. It's it's hours... ...and hours of lines. So I have to look through hours and hours of lines... ...and then I have to choose what lines. So like... ...for example... Um, ...V... Um, ...I love Jeremy Lee so much that I chose her... ...as the character... Uh, ...that I wanted to speak to first. So he meet, basically the story goes... Um it it intertwines with uh 2K nineteen. So this goes all the way back to two K nineteen. Um yeah. we're at two K twenty two now for those that aren't uh familiar with the timeline. Um but this series goes back to two K nineteen in which the fiend Bray Wyatt um possesses Sky Outlaws kind of like and by the way, for those of you that are updated on WWE, I came up with that idea before Alexa did it. Wow. So, before Alexa did it, it was my idea. Oh, Brian. Like... Imagine oh, brand Like... It, and not to discredit Alexa. Absolutely. She absolutely killed that character. Um, absolutely killed it. Um, but I came up with that idea before even that idea existed um, for Alexa Bliss. And so... Basically she gets possessed by the fiend. Skye gets possessed by the fiend and then um after a while she gets out of the possession of the fiend. But then she starts seeing visions of herself in the future as a Corpo agent, which is a Corpo is one of the career paths that you can take in Cyberpunk where you work for the government and you're and you go rogue and um you know you're and obviously it is let's see 2077 that's that would make me 70 something years old um wow. you know in der- and, in and, and by the time i by the time 2077 comes around i'll be 70 something um, and all the outlaws all the characters in my universe have ages all of them are certain are of a certain age and sky is 20 years old so that would mean that she's probably like 72 at that point but with futuristic technology there actually, if you look on the wiki um, mm. uh, of the characters, you can, they can tell you what age and there's a character in there that is 80 years old, but wow. she looked, she has wrinkles, you know, cause they, they modeled the faces after the voice actors who played them. Um, so Keanu Reeves is in the game as Johnny Silverhand. So his face is Johnny Silverhand's face. Um, yeah. But the character in the game is eighty something years old. V is actually, I think, like thirty something um, in in the game, which Jeremy Lee is like thirty one, I think, in real life. Um, so it makes sense. But Sky is twenty years old, and so basically, how this ties into the series is Sky is um, there's technology that makes her young for forever. She looks young, and there's actually a disease. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie called The Orphan, but I've seen that. There's there's a disease that makes you Mm -hmm. look young, even though that you're not. Um, you know, I forget what it's called. It's actually a legit thing too. It's a real thing. Um, it's something with your hormones or something that basically makes you not age physically, so you look like a child but you're not a child. You're like 30-something years old or 40 or whatever. Um, you know, and so, anyways, how this ties into Cyberpunk is there's this thing called brain dances in the game. And brain dances are basically memories of a person. And in the game, without spoiling anything, I'm not going to spoil anything, um, if you haven't played the game by now, like, that's kind of your loss at this point. Um <laughs> Um, You know, if you haven't played the game by now. But I I won't spoil anything for those who still want to enjoy it for themselves. Um, But there's a brain dance sequence in the game where you put on a helmet and you view a person's memory, but you don't just view it. You can hear, see, and feel everything that that person did. And in this particular sequence, a robber... Robs the store and he gets shot in the stomach. And then V wakes up and she's like, "Oh shit! Like I got I got shot. Why do I feel like I just got shot?" And you know Judy's like, "Well, that's what happens." You Imagine being f- shot in the um, privates. Oh yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> that's 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 what happens. And so Brian, which is, which in this case is my character, he goes he views his sister's dreams or the visions that she's having in her head. Um, And that's where he meets V. And people are wondering, how in the hell is he talking to somebody from the future? Um, Well, because I modeled my V, because you can customize what your character looks like. I modeled my V after Sky, after the character in WWE. So I spent 30 minutes in the character creator just so I could get her to look somewhat similar to the way she looks in WWE, just to make it a little bit more realistic, and so, basically, he meets V, he starts talking to her, um, you know, and she's the first thing she says to him is, why the long face? And, and keep in mind, they they don't know what each other look like. They don't know. Mm. Um, uh, the only way he could know is if he looked at is if you looked at the memories. And in the game, you can go into the bathroom and yeah, look, at, yeah, look yeah. in a mirror and see yourself. Um, so, he's like... Uh, and he says, I think, if I can get the voice right, um, he, he says, just because my sister's having visions of herself in the future and she has no idea what's going on, or didn't you get the picture? Stop with the game's V and tell me what you know. Um, oh God. You know, Then <laughs> then... You know, she's like, Fine, forget I even asked. And then he says and then he says, Oh, that's sass. Now this is gonna be fun. Um You know, and so he meets he meets V and he, you know, he talks to her and, and because V is Night City, is the city in Cyberpunk. So he's like getting exposed to all this. He doesn't know what all this technology is, he doesn't know what yeah. any of this is. Uh and so he's relying on V to tell him all of this information. And eventually they start to get to know about each other, about each other's lives, things like that. And I just take, basically I take a line from the game. So for instance, I'll take a line. um, I think I have a line where V says, um, she says, ah, fuck me or something like that um I i i think she gets like hurt or something and she says ah fuck me or whatever so so then um so then i could say something like not until you take me to dinner first <laughs> uh, you know or or something like that you <laughs> yeah. know and all the lines that i say are unscripted i don't script yeah. any of them um i just take a line and then i figure out what i want to say afterwards and I've done that with Judy, um, Carrie, uh, and some of the other characters in the game. Johnny Silverhand, I did it with him too. But because Keanu Reeves is in The Matrix, I made a Matrix reference. Um, wow. In, 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 the, in, in the episode where he meets Johnny, where he says, Don't you have Trinity to save, Mr. Anderson? And then Mr. Anderson, Thomas Anderson, is... Neo. Yeah, that's his yeah. human name, in in the movie, and he says, "Don't you have some guy named Morpheus to report to?" Morpheus is the um, played <laughs> by Lawrence Fishburne, and and um, he says, "Warner Brothers didn't ask you to didn't ask you to make a sequel," and that's the plot of the new Matrix film. Um, it, it is basically they're asking Keanu Reeves to make a sequel to his trilogy of video games. But it's the trilogy of the Matrix. You know. Um, and 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 then I say, no, wait, 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 wait. This isn't a Warner Brothers game. This is CD Project Red. So I mentioned the game's developer. I broke the fourth wall and mentioned the game's developer while in, yeah, the, in yeah. the line. Um, and it's really, really fun. It's the most fun I've ever had doing a series. Um, it, it's just because originally V wasn't supposed to be a part of that, or none of the characters were. But I thought if I added that, it would be a little bit more fun and entertaining. I'm actually working on the next episode where he finds out that V is alive. Um, because in, in, the previ- in the previous episode, a couple previous episodes, a little bit of a spoiler for those who haven't seen it, but um, V has a conversation with Brian Outlaw, and she talks about how she's going to die. Because the whole premise of the game is V, her personality is being taken over by Johnny's. Um, his yeah. pers- his personality construct is inside her head. And she's the only one that can hear him or see him. And she knows that who she is as a person is going to cease to exist because Johnny's going to take over her body. And the whole idea of the game is to... There's a, multiple endings of the game, but the whole idea of her is her trying to get her body back and her trying to live again um you know and so she's basically like I took a line from the game where she finds out that she's gonna die and she's like if you can't help me what the hell do I do and then Brian says well we have to wait um you know death comes comes for us anyway and then... up, you,
1: should get yourself, you should get yourself into the movie business I think
0: yeah, That's what you need to know. You know, I, maybe I it could. Money, you know? I could eventually. I I could. And um. She says I have to die, and then I took a gunshot from the game, um, a Johnny's pistol, the pistol that you get, um, in 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 the game, and then all you hear is Brian screaming V V V, and the screen goes black. So you think that she's dead, um, that she had taken her own life. And so, um, you know, there's a couple episodes where he's upset because he's testing her like he's flirting with her. He's testing her, seeing if she's going to fall in love with him just to see if just to see if she's more focused on him and not the mission, which is figuring out what uh-huh. why Sky's having those visions. He's into her, but... At the same time, he's like, I'm gonna test you to see if you're gonna just fall in love with me like every other woman, and, and you know, that's the way it's gonna be. Um, and, you know, and V kind of sees that. She tests him, too. Um, she's kind of like, oh, I wonder if I say something to him. He's gonna take the bait. Um, you know, or whatever. So they're kind of playing this little game with one another. And V discovers, um... V disc- V again um, he's talking to Judy um, and and uh, I, I think the one line that I said well I thought I would solve all my problems with V being here but now I got another okay. one and then all you hear is V's voice say got a problem and you're calling me and 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 then uh, Judy says V. Is that you? I thought you were gone and the episode ends. Cause they all they think that V's dead. Yeah. Um and you know then in the in the little teaser that I shared on my TikTok, um V ends up or uh, she ends up saying I forget what it was, it was something like so this is goodbye. It's them saying goodbye to one another and he says no this isn't goodbye. Because the DLC for Cyberpunk is coming out next year. Phantom Liberty is the name of the DLC. And in the trailer, V takes an oath to the United States of America. and And, you know, Johnny's like, you took that oath. Bad idea. And, you know, so I took that part of the line and I said, you took an oath. Remember? We got a lot more cities left to burn, because oh. in the first, the the first trailer in the reveal trailer at E3, um, Johnny Silverhand says, "Wake up, wake the fuck up, Samurai! We have a city to burn." Um, so you know, have Night City to burn. So you know, th- and then I'm gonna do more when the DLC comes out, and that means you're gonna have more lines, more quotes that you never heard before. Um, you know, and stuff like that, but the thing is, I'll give you guys a little bit of a a little bit of a spoiler if you guys want. Oh, well, here Turn, we go, guys! Here we tur- go. Get ready. <laughs> turns turns out all it is is just skies learning a lesson. Like mm. it, it's all it's all dreams. It's all it's it's not real. It's all, you know, dreams of, of her learning a lesson about life and you'll find out what that lesson is, um, in the next episode. I'll tell you guys, um, what that lesson is. Uh, so you'll find out what that is, but yeah, that's pretty much, um, yeah, you know, figuring out ways to be unique, um, with that discussion, you know, obviously yeah. me talking about the cyberpunk and stuff, um, you know, it's it's figuring out ways to be unique and figuring out ways that work. And, and speaking of, you know, Twitch, I know that we talked about Twitch and everything else. I've talked about, uh, in the very first episode, I had ShortCat on and I was talking to, with him about the downfall of Twitch and the downfall of Mixer and seeing all these platforms. And now Trovo seems to be going down uh, a not-so-good path either. Um, but what do you think is the biggest problem with video content platforms like YouTube and Twitch today that probably could turn some people away from even trying content creation? Like, let's say, you know, somebody's just trying, trying to get out with, uh, with, uh, content creation, trying to start, and they want to start streaming. But now there's people getting swatted. There's lack of TOS enforcement. There's unjust unjustified bans coming out or whatever Um, we obviously mentioned the hot tub streams and the OnlyFans Mm. 2.0 and everything else so what do you think is the biggest issue uh, on these platforms do you think it's some people say it's discoverability some people say it's TOS some people say it's a combination of things but what do you think is the biggest issue that is turning that may turn some people away from even wanting to start Streaming or a YouTube channel, for instance,
1: I think. Right, like, first thing, let's, let's go back to the beginning. I think all this started once streamers, the big streamers, started making big lots of money. Yeah, big. that's where all this is where it's all started from. And people trying to be that next big thing, you know, right? And then people saying, Do you know what? I want to get there, I want to literally get a fast track to the top. This is why you start seeing some of these hot sub streams, some of this other sort of textual content that's on there and why would you want to be associated with that type of content you know that sometimes can put people off from making content that's out there yeah you know okay. and, and i think there's a lot of i think there's too much focus on money you know in in content creation you know and um i think if you want to start you want to start like having fun you know Playing your best games, etc. You know, and um <laughs> it is a topic that's been going on for for so many years about Twitch, you know, like what's their overall plan? You know, what's their goal of you know for Twitch? You know, is right. it by the looks of it, you know, they just want to make as much money as possible, you know. Any no business what... wants to do that. I mean, that's kind of the I, whole goal. I agree with that, but if it comes at um, like so, like there's a lot of kids that's watching this type of content on Twitch, this sort of like half sort of nudity um content. You know, there's parents out there not knowing what their children are watching, you know. They're thinking, oh, they're watching Twitch. Twitch is where you just watch people play video games. Which a right. lot of it is not. You know, we've seen different types of content on there that should not belong on switch you know like there's other for places sure. out there for all that you know and um but in terms of people trying to get into content creation is there's different ways you can go around it you know like i said we talked about nudity you competing against those type of streamers but also it's competition you know right like You try to compete. You try to be sort of unique. That that's what we've been saying earlier. You know, try to be unique, but people probably not willing to put that back into it. That amount of dedication, right? Which can put people off. Yeah. Like and also, I feel like it's the
0: work ethic. Like part of it's like, part of it's just like the, um, the like people are like oh. You know, oh, it's like I mentioned to you earlier about what um, people saying. Oh, universe mode is boring. Uh, We're not creative like you, so universe mode is boring. It's like, well, yeah. If you're not using the tools that a game gives you, whose fault's that? Like, that's Like, you know, like that's 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 the big thing about it is you have to take advantage of the tools. And and I do agree that, you know, I feel like. It leaves, like, a bad thought in someone when, you know, people are starting to lose the focus of having fun and more the focus of, you know, how can I make money off of this? And I, problem. I will say, I will just be the first one to say sex does sell. Um, and it does. Um, mm. I, there's a term called fan service. I'm pretty sure most of y'all have heard of that term where it's a scene in a movie that adds nothing to the plot it or anything else. It's just there for the sake of making fans happy. Um, like a fight scene or a, a love or a sex scene in a, in a show or something like that. Um, you know, or whatever now to each their own, make the content that you want to make. But I, I feel like there comes to a point where it's like, okay, yeah, I understand that parents need to be responsible with what their kids are consuming, but at some point, you have to trust your kid to yeah. not consume that stuff. And plus, as a platform, you are responsible for what gets promoted on mm-hmm. your site. You are because you're the yep. one paying for those ads. You're the one paying for all the all that stuff. You're the one putting. I, I'm not sure who puts what on the front page, but I know that uh, Shortcat had mentioned, you know, the concern that he has for younger eyes for his nephews like um hot tub streams with half naked women in them um yeah. you know and 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 let's say you know some 10 year old kid named johnny comes across that you know thing and there's no barrier there's no like i know that youtube has an age restriction barrier I know that they have. Uh, Glimish has a mature label that you can put on your stream. Um, you know certain things like that, but there's only tags that you can do on Twitch. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there is any type of barrier preventing somebody from watching somebody's stream unless they're, you know. Uh, I, I, I don't think there is. Nothing uh, is. Uh, I, I, I don't think there is. Like it. And like, I remember when it's like when you go and you buy a rated M game, you, you have to show ID or yep. whatever, or a parent has to say, is it okay for your kid to play this? Um, that type of thing. And, and honestly, kids are going to get exposed to things that they shouldn't be exposed to because they're kids. They're curious, you know, they're going to, but at the, and, and at the same time, parents need to take over. Um, you know, they need to know what their kids are watching, know what their kids are being exposed to. But I also think that that doesn't negate the role that a platform has in promoting that type of content. Um, like I said,
1: Twitch has been known for sort of game streaming. You know, so yeah, parents right. will just think, "Yeah, my kids is watching Twitch. I've heard that's a great platform to watch in video games." They're not expecting to see, you know, that, that sexual content. You know, so right. You can't really blame the parents because no. they don't realize, because they might not be, not, they don't know much about Twitch, but they might have read, you know, like it's, it's streaming games, you know? So you really that's what it parents? was originally designed yeah, for in the first it.
0: place, really. I mean, you know, like people know what Pornhub is, people know what SpankBang is, people know what yeah. myfreecams.com is, people know what that stuff is. Um, and and parents are well aware of that, I would hope, um, in this generation, I would hope, but, you know, that's totally different, Um, you know, and I I think you hit the nail on the head there when you mentioned that, yeah, I'm not going to blame the parents completely, because maybe they're not well aware of, they look at Twitch, because Twitch is primarily, you know, focused on gaming. It's very rare that you ever come across the hot tub streams, really, but the mm. fact that it's even a thing, and I've seen, I've read, I've read this story the other day where a girl had streamed live, and they were doing the nasty with her boyfriend on stream, and she got banned for a couple days or whatever it was, um, and um, you know, um, and, and it was just one of those things where I'm like, all right, um, but. You know, I had read that my friend had gotten banned for something that uh, it was deemed to be sexual content. And when I said, what did you... And I was in a Discord with him. we we Somebody made a joke here and there. I don't know what it was. But, yeah. but the grand scheme of things was he got banned for something that I felt wasn't justified for something like that. Like, I mean, if you're going to ban somebody for you know that i understand if somebody's being sexist, racist or any of those things that's totally against tos that, that 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 right there um i i i don't like it nobody would like it but come on you're in a discord call with your friends and you're joking around somebody's going to say something and if and if and if everyone got banned for every little thing that they said You know, nobody would be on the platform anymore. Um, So, you know, there comes to that fine line of where you got to find that fine line of this is okay, this is not okay. And I think that's the difficulty there is, you know, when you have um, a girl that's claiming to do ASMR, but she's sucking off a microphone or, (laughs) you know, something like that. You know, and, 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 and it's blatantly right in front of your face, too. It's not implied. It's not one of those sexually implied things. It's literally there. And and it's like, even as an adult,
1: I don't want to see that. And everybody's like, don't watch it. Okay. You to start to think about this? When you go on Twitter and you mention the word Twitch, the first thing people say is oh that sexual site? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I think it's sad because I remember when Twitch used to be just in TV when it first started, and then the, then Amazon bought it, and it was just pure gaming. You know, it was yeah. I enjoyed the community back then. You know, there's all this sort of like fighting against each other, not think about i want to make as much money as possible or i'll do anything on stream to get to the top you know it was nothing about that it was about community and we've lost that you know we've completely lost that and and the thing about this is like i've seen sort of something similar on other platforms you know like on d live even on facebook gaming on youtube you know right and it's sad to see like where is it going where is streaming or content creating overall where is it going like where is it leading into you know i think that's the main concern you know going forward with content creation you know we've seen so many people doing all this type of stuff and i think there's another sad thing that i've seen a lot what i've just said is is fighting against each other you know we've seen people being toxic against other streamers because maybe they're doing better than than yourself it's
0: envious it's envy that's what it is it's jealousy it's like you're You're living your best life, whatever that is. Like, I've had people jealous of me because I get to meet wrestlers. There are people Hmm. that'll say, oh, the only reason why you've met them is because you're disabled or because you have a disability and they pity you and they feel sorry for you and stuff like that. And people try to make me feel like shit because of my, you know, accomplishments. And it's like, no, that's that's not cool. Like, you know you're making someone feel like shit because they're successful because you're not as successful as they are. You know, that that's, that's, that's just petty and that's dumb, but that's the unfortunate thing with the internet. And that kind of leads me to a more positive question, um, which is a lot of people talk about what they look for in a content creator. We talked about unique content and everything yeah. else. Um, so... This is kind of like a three-parter question. So the first part is, what makes you want to follow another content creator? Like, what is that defining factor? Like, everybody's like, oh, they have to have the personality. It's a combination of this, um, or it's a combination of the game that they're playing, or whatever. And also, the second part is, why do you think people should follow you? And the third part of that is, what are your thoughts on the whole follow for follow thing and why do you think it doesn't work or why do you think it paints the wrong type of message and how can people avoid that
1: well to your first question um you know like in terms of content um creation um i think many people will say like um where's that Oh sorry. <laughs> sorry, I just um got rid of the um question bit there. Um For me, I wanna be I look for someone who I can engage with, someone I can talk about something that I enjoy, you know, like Right. I don't really follow some of these big streamers because you can't have a conversation with them. No. You know what I mean? Not like, likely. You can't, can't engage with them. I don't know if they was always like that, probably not. Maybe they've changed since they've got bigger. I don't know. But I want to talk to someone. Like, for instance, like with you, with yourselves. Like, I used to be huge into wrestling in the actual era. But I know I can speak to you. I can talk about wrestling to you. And, and that's what I think content creation should be about, is interacting with your community. And exactly. That's why I follow certain streamers. Streamers that literally talk to you like another, like, like, like a friend, like a close friend, right. you know? And that, that's that's all I like to follow, you know. Someone about you know it's engagement. That's the most important thing is engagement. Yeah, and engagement can come in different types of ways too.
0: Um, yeah, you know, it's it's not just answering chat, but it's finding a way to keep people engaged. A lot of people, and this again, this is not to toot my own horn, but a lot of people when they watch, you know, the wrestling content that I do, and I do the commentary and i'm doing the the, doing the play-by-play and the color commentary um especially when i'm playing the match and then i'm doing like four things at once like planning the next spot in the match thus while playing the match and trying to interact with chat while doing both commentating the play-by-play and the color like kind of like explaining the story plus talking about the moves and uh and, and stuff like that so it's it's doing that like it's having that interaction. And a lot of times I feel bad because I can't, you know, di- directly interact right away. So I might not get to somebody's message, but I'm always trying to respond. But a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people think um, that the commentary just keeps them engaged. They feel like they're watching, uh, you know, a wrestling show at home on their big flat screen or something like that. Um, Good you know, and And that's and that's, you know, that's what I want. I want people to feel like they are actually watching a real wrestling show like WWE or AEW or whatever they happen to watch, even if they're not into wrestling anymore, even if they don't religiously watch wrestling. If you find some type of entertainment in my thing, I feel like I'm doing my job anyway. Um, Yeah. And that's and that's and that's it. Why do you think people should follow you? Like what this is the part of the question where you yeah. can brag about yourself as much as you want, <laughs> um, you know, boost that ego up a little bit, like Oh, here we go, get rid of <laughs> But like, why do you think people should follow you? If you were to like like give a, a sales pitch to yourself to someone to someone and says, Hey, follow
1: my channel, why do you think that they should? But I think if anyone's seen my content, you know, I'm, I'm really welcoming. You know, like I'm, I'm jolly and welcoming, and I literally let viewer into my home. That's what I feel like. You know, like I'm always, I'm never going to ignore anyone. Like anyone that comes into my chat, I'm there straight away. I'm talking to you. You know, I'm always asking questions. You know, how are you doing? What games do you play, etc. Which you don't really. I mean. I've seen streamers that literally don't even look towards the camera. Like, I've seen streamers where they have the camera on the side, you know? Right. Which, which you, how can you engage your chat when you're not even looking towards the camera, you know?
0: Right. Like, or they'll take that little glance like this and look over and, you know, and be like, yeah, you know, that that's that to me is like, yeah, I, I totally, I concur with you. I totally get that vibe uh from you. Um when I first joined and, and we were talking about wrestling and then you were saying how, you know, you were a fan. And it's crazy because um there's this guy, Brian Saber, who I met on Glimmish, and yeah. I plan to have him on um the podcast as well. And he said, Um, we talked wrestling for three hours while wow. he was playing while he was playing Titanfall, just wrestling, just solely on wrestling, and we were friends instantly. That's all we talked about for the past three hours. Screw Titanfall. Screw everything. We we just talked about <laughs> wrestling for three hours, and that was that. That was that, w- that was what it was. And like I say,
1: people to follow me, like I want them to follow me because of my content, you know, and maybe my interests because like, I'm the same. Like I'll follow someone that has the same interest as me. So like, that means if someone wants to follow me because I've got the same interest, you know, that's fantastic because we can go on and talk for hours, you know. And right, I think that's what. Listen, you know, if I see streamers that don't have microphones or cameras, you know. I stream. Mm -hmm. I thought streaming is about connecting with your community, you know, talking, having little discussions, you know. And when someone comes into my stream, you know, I want them to expect, you know, like it's a family, you know. It's a family of of gamers, you know, where we can just talk about anything. And that's why think people should follow me you know is about the communication you know and um, having fun Mm -hmm. talking about games wrestling exactly. other stuff that's out
0: there you know exactly now the last part of this question is kind of it's it's a controversial thing it's something that's through um all the streaming uh platforms and that is the dreaded follow for follow (laughs) type idea um I've always said it never works. Um, nope. it, it, it's not a thing that works. So talk about your experience with that. Has that ever happened to you? Is it and and My. is is that something um is that something creators obviously it is something that creators should avoid, but how do you approach a you know situation like that? Cuz I myself I sometimes don't know how to approach that type of situation um you know it's like follow for follow and and I don't know I don't know how to like I it's like I don't say no but at the same time I don't say yes either I'm just kind of I just kind of like glance over it and I'm just like whatever but how do you deal with a situation like that and what is your advice to creators um that sort of get that wrong idea and why do you why do you think it spreads the wrong message
1: well, first thing, I don't engage. You know, if anyone says follow to follow, I just don't engage. I just say uh, to move on because if you're putting follow for follow, what does that actually mean? Simple, it means you're a failed content creator. Right. That's what it means. That's that, that, that's that's what it means. Right. Like, because you're struggling to get followers, you're probably struggling to get viewers. There's a reason behind that, and that is because your content is not good, and you've got to literally do anything get followers and that is the reason why you see people posting all over the place social media even in your chats follow for follow right not use it guys please please don't use follow for follow because (laughs) it's simple it means you're a failed content creator
0: yeah and it and it doesn't it doesn't really help you because no to that it's just a number like that person's not gonna come back that yep. person's not gonna interact with you. That's not a real viewer. Like that, that it's just another you know number that can be added to the totals, and that's it. Like nobody's gonna, um, nobody's gonna come back. We uh, I did have uh, fight mics on the podcast in the previous episode, and we talked about one of the main issues was uh, that wrestling content creators struggle with was the fact that when you have an eFed, um, which is a uh, custom wrestling promotion with custom wrestlers, custom stories. Same thing that I do. Um, yeah. And the number one issue that you run into is so many people want their characters on yeah. your EFED. And I have a rule, I have a set of rules where you must be a follower of the channel um, for uh, two weeks. You must be a follower of the channel for at least two weeks and you know, you have to show up uh, to the streams every once in a while. Otherwise your call is going to be deleted because 11 or a hundred call slots is very limiting. Um, you know, and, and, and a thousand image slots is also very limiting. So mm. you're taking up a slot that could be somebody else's call. Yeah. So, you know, that's something that I, you know, definitely mentioned about, and I definitely concur with you on, um, on all of that uh, i i think i think it does mean that you are a failed or desperate is the term that i would like to use yeah uh, desperate c- yeah content creator because you're not putting that energy into your content all that energy that you're putting into the follow for follow coming into people's chats <laughs> or whatever you could put that into your content and make your content better and this what is what's
1: not... that. what's really funny about this is the putting follow for follow but if you want a really fo- a proper follower, really put and follow for follow. Talk to that streamer, you know. Right. Engage with that streamer, and then you might have a real follower, a real viewer coming by your streams.
0: Right. Exactly. You know, it, it, push comes to shove. Talk to the streamer like a normal person. Um, yeah. You know, engage with the streamer. Don't make it just about oh, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm gonna just have this guy follow me and have, and then I hope this guy follows me back. Like, you know, and that's kind of what it is. And it's mm. moral of the story is don't do follow for follow. It's never yep. going to work for you. Um, just continue to work on your content. And speaking of that, um, even though I don't have this question on my sheet, this question just kind of came into my head based on the discussion that we just had. And that was what advice do you have for anyone that wants to get into content creation with your tenure? Um, obviously 10 years content creation. That's quite a long time to be doing this. Um, most people don't even make it past two to three years. Uh, so, you know, most people quit or, you know, they, they find other things to do. Um, what is your advice to them? If they wanted to just start going,
1: I'll say don't follow the sheep. Do your own content, you know. Do content that you want to do, not what others are doing. Exactly. I've seen so many streamers, for instance, maybe stream Fortnite because everyone's streaming Fortnite, but they don't like playing Fortnite. They're just doing it to try to actually climb the ladder. And that's the wrong way to do it, you know. Enjoy your favorite games, stream them, and forget about the numbers or making money. Just have fun on stream
0: exactly you know that's that's what that's what you got to have fun for um you know and 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 that's that's pretty much it uh you know well we thank you all for joining us for an episode of btv i don't know when the next episode is going to be but um we have an episode with young sin lined up i have his sheet done we just got to figure out some stuff. There's plenty of people that I would like to have on. Um, you know, I, I I definitely have enjoyed this podcast and definitely appreciate all the support and I'd like to thank MG Live, my guest here, for being on with us today and chatting about his journey. It has been a pleasure having you on and, um, you know, it's been great. Thank you. It's been an honor. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Yeah, and it's been great and this... And this has been BTV, and we'll see you guys next time. Hey, guys.